Courtesy of Ballsports.com, Stitcher.com, iTunes, where you can subscribe to this lovely, wonderful, sexy podcast for free. Tune in media for your mobile devices, Google Play Podcasts, and we are also on Spotify. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to the show that we so lovingly call Ball on Bulls, the show totally utterly and foreverly dedicated to the Chicago Bulls and NBA talk. Oh yeah. I am Big Dave. I'm C Dub. How are you, my friend? <laughs> What's up, man? What's up? I'm doing good, man. Yeah, I had to do it like that. When, y- when y'all hear our guests come on, you'll, you'll realize why I talk yeah, like that. To, yeah, <laughs> you'll, uh, yeah, you'll, you'll yeah, get it. You'll, you'll understand yeah. the sultry, smooth tones of why, why I, had to, <laughs> I had to toss that on there. You'll hear it in a second. But what's up, the man? Warm-up. <laughs> the warm-up, right, for, before the main event. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the opening act. Open act. Open act. Yeah, I want to see the next guy. You're right. You're <laughs> right. You have heard many imitators. <laughs> <laughs> what's up, man. though, man? I'm doing good, man. It's, uh, it's, it's a Saturday. It's uh, what's what's the weather outside? Is it 50? Oh, 60 degrees outside. Wow, 60 degrees. I don't plan on going it. outside. Uh, I may hit the uh, don't store. say Pete's. Please don't say Pete's produce. You was about to say it, weren't you? You was about to say it. I'm, I'm a Come 40 year old on. man, man. I, that's my that's my Saturday run. Now. That's, excuse. Go to Pete's. that's not get some, excuse. get some orange juice and like uh, some potato chips and a beer. And, mm-hmm. I told you this is going to happen. I told you this is going to happen. I told you. I, just, I saw it coming a mile away, dog. Like, yeah. You, you were going to be like, you're going to be sitting as soon as they can put chairs in there to sit around at, at the bar on the table. You're going to be in there getting something to eat, having your lunch. I promise nah. you. It's going to, yeah, okay. Well, I, I do about those four tables of food, which is piled on like a foot high every time we look at them like, I right, one day, you know, I'm going to hit that, uh, that roast. Yeah. Well, you're the, gonna be the food in- looking good as hell, man. I'm telling you, you, that's it. You're going to be in there with, with, with like a group of husbands while their wife is, you know what I'm saying, shopping. <laughs> Y'all going to be talking about routes to work, <laughs> barbecue, barbecue grills and stuff. Yeah, man. You're on your way, brother. You're on your way. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, I'm already there, Dave. <laughs> yeah, <too much. laughs> all right. Well, at least you'll get out the house. So I'm happy about yeah. that. That's a good thing. All right. I see you got the jersey on, man. Nice to get some, you know. Oh. What am we rocking? Come on, dude. Oh yeah! Come on, come on, come on! I got a Felicio one. I ain't want to pull it out. Yeah, they won't put that. You don't do that. I, I'm serious. I do. It's it's autographed. I want to. I ain't want to pull it out. Oh yeah! I forgot you didn't get an autograph. Yes, yes. I'll, I'll tell. I'll tell the story one day about how I got it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell it, but not today. Not today. We'll get into. We'll get into bulls talking other cool stuff, man. But let's introduce our guest on this show. First time on here. Uh, been wanting him to come on here for a while. Would always have you know, Salim on here. And we talk about these guys a lot because they kind of mirror us in a sense of we're like, man, we we are just like them. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, our styles kind of match. Like, how Salim, you know, is very much into technology and computers and things, and which is Doug, this guest here, you know, very much with the smooth voice and in the music, like, like myself, uh, with, without the smooth voice. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, man, he is one of the hosts with my guy Celine on Bulls Gold that is on Dash Radio, nothing but net radio, all the way from North Cacalac, ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Mr. Ed 
Shula. Yo, I had, I had to double take because when you were doing the intro, I was like, yo, it sounds just like me. Yeah, see, <laughs> almost, almost, not quite. It's, it's a, it, almost. Was, it was okay, but I was can't. right there, and I told you, man, it was smooth, very social. Yeah, man, you yeah. Was vibe, man. It was almost like uh, we, we got the verses tomorrow with uh, Izzy and Earth, Wind and Fire. Yo, you yes. could have, you could have emceed that. Like, they don't need Steve Harvey. Like, yo, get your. <laughs> You know, player, <laughs> what it's gonna be, yeah. man. And you wanted to tell me something though. You said you wanted to say something about the Earth, Wind, and Fire uh, yeah. versus right. battle because last time we were on your show, and I asked you who was gonna win that battle, you told me Earth, Wind, and Fire was gonna win, and yeah. I said we are no longer cool and we can't talk anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and then, but you wanted to say something today on the show, so I, I'll yeah. give you the floor. A, so. a lot has happened since I said that the Bulls haven't won a game since the trade deadline. Since I said that. <laughs> bad vibes there but i was listening like i always throw on my shuffle when i'm in the car and like no lie like just a string of records with osley brothers samples came on uh <laughs> so i went from summer with miami jim jones mm-hmm. what's the between the sheets sample then you go to uh go to big papa mm-hmm. then you go to uh oh man lil wayne receipt when that joint came on i was like yo <laughs> I was like, yo, I gotta rethink this. <laughs> when I heard I gotta hold on to my receipt, yeah, bro. Your love is exact. I was like, man, hold up, real quick. <laughs> he said, wait a minute. Yeah, dude. They... I'm, I'm rethinking it, man. I'm like, at this point, I'm like 5149 eyes, mm, but okay, that could change any moment. So I don't know. Yeah, that, but I, somebody, I can't remember the DJ's name, but he just, came out with just a quick mix of just between the sheets, but he played every song that sampled between the sheets. It was a hundred and forty. A hundred and forty. That's just one song though. Like I ain't even getting into footsteps in the dark and and today is a good day by his cue. We ain't even getting into that. You know what I'm saying? Yes. That's a, yeah, that's, yeah. A of, that's a lot of money right there, man. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Like, yo, Ronald, like chilling, man. Like, you like, yo, I don't gotta make no music, man. Y'all right. make like, <laughs> yep. And that's the greatness of it. Like, he don't even have to, and they still was having number one albums in like 2003. New music, you know what I'm saying? Like, they, man, no, <laughs> it's the Isleys, brother. Like, it's not. The Earth, I love Earth, Wind, and Fire. You'll be a fool not to love Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yeah, like that. They are a necessity. They are a staple, especially I mean, in the black community. Stay, right, <laughs> like, yeah. and, and when you said your argument, honestly, to be honest, when you said the argument, like, man, my two step is different when I mess with them. And then I was listening to him, <laughs> and I was stepping, and I was stepping. I was like, yeah, he got a point. <laughs> I was like, exactly. he got a point. More, you got a little bit more bounce in that two step when Earth, Wind, and Fire come on. Isley, like, yeah, I was like, I hear you, but it's I'm, not I'm, as urgent with the Isleys, man. I hear I your point. You, yeah. I hear your point, but then, but then, I, but then, between the sheets came on, and for the dark came on, and I was like, oh god! But it's you're your, right. It's your two step versus like that 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 media feeling you hear when Earth, when uh Isley Brothers come on. It's like yeah, because Isley come on, it's like you, I feel it more. It's like damn, mm-hmm. it hits you in the it's, face. It's, it's real close, man. Earth, but uh, Earth hits you in the face, dog. Earth with it. Yeah, I know, I know. Like, but Jesus Christ, it's something about. That that's some soulful stuff right there, man. Like yeah, I know it's, it's, it's that's the way of the world, man. Come on, dude. Like the, 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 the Isleys, he was like, look, man. So many parents probably done like had <laughs> <laughs> that was the moment when that song came on. That was the moment that they were like, yo, maybe we should do this child. Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
Chris, your two step in. Come over here. You know what I mean, right? <laughs> I put that down. Ain't no mystery. Like you know what? Oh, like this. We could do that another time, man. Right, right. <laughs> like, girl, I, I know, I know, we ain't got no money right now, but you know, Ron said we gonna make it. Like, <laughs> if it's just me and you, we gonna we gonna be all right. Enough yeah, of this singing. Let's make. <laughs> Yo, this, I don't know if they're going to play this one. And it's not like an old school jam, but this song is like, this song would have to be on like the top 15 songs that every black person, when you in a car with your, your girl or another girl, y'all can sing along to this song, Contagious. Oh, just for one part. <laughs> just the back and forth part yes that that is the one of the top back and forth like dialogue songs everyone yep. knows that joint everybody though <laughs> what the hell is going what? on <laughs> <laughs> yeah i judge you know you start judging people off of that sometimes like when yeah. i drop that on a girl and she don't know what it is i'm like all right. like wait, wait, wait. <laughs> right i'll be like all right i thought all she right. was different <laughs> right. i thought she was special girl <laughs> Where you from? <laughs> like, right, you know what I mean? You better be from somewhere else and not know that. Then I'll be like, okay, well, fine. You ain't from here. It's fine. That's cool. But no, nah, you can't be from here, here and <laughs> not know that. Like, how dare you? Because I'm about to catch a case. Everyone was catching cases. <laughs> Dude put out a sword on the video. Come on, man. Out a sword. Yeah, that is next level. Like, you know, you're an OG if you pull out a sword on somebody. <laughs> <laughs> That's some up close personal stuff, man. Yeah, like for real, dog. You expect that man to have a shield or something to protect? Yeah. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, Game of Thrones out here, dog. Like, come on, dude. Yeah, oh, like, I, was silly, I would have bounced too, man. I was right. like, oh, shit, he put out a sword. <laughs> right, all the time to go, though. It's been real. Yep, that's what I call personal weapons. Those are personal. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you try to get real intimate with somebody, you put out a sword. Or a nice sword fight. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Blades and razor. Yeah, bro. Those, those are personal weapons. Would have been crazy if he actually knew how to use it too. Like he had like moves with it. Like he wasn't just trying to stab you. Like he had right. some, where he was like, yo, like I'm a, I got this like back step move where I spin and knock your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I call it the smooth sailing. <laughs> like we pulled that out. This is the, the real footstep in the dark because I'm a I'm a ninja <laughs> on the low. <laughs> you can't hear me coming, but I'm coming to get you. Yeah, dude, that's gonna be an incredible versus though. It really is. Like, I can't. I honestly, I can't wait to watch it. Cause, man, that's gonna be. It's gonna be great. It's just gonna be great. I can't wait to watch it, man. But hey, I do. Before we get in the Bulls, I do have questions for you. Uh, before we get in the Bulls, I'm gonna gonna ask you the same stuff I was asking Celine. Cause the fact how you guys connected and the fact you guys don't even live in the same place, but still have this ill chemistry and still had this really great show, like. We heard Celine's uh, version of how it came about, but I'd love to hear your version of uh, how yeah. you guys came about, how this show came to be. Yeah, one has been so. All right, so we posted on Real GM for like the longest, man, and like I've been posting on Real GM since like I was in high school, man. Like wow. this is how so this is how old it was. Like <laughs> I started, I lurked on there for like a year, but when I thought the Bulls were gonna get Pau Gasol, like I started like talking to people. Of course, they didn't get Pau Gasol, so you know right. it is what it is. But you know, you start. Posts on there like every day, like you replying back and forth to people all the time. Like me and him probably had like a ton of different interactions on there. So like, you know, he always had like really like, you know, level bulls opinions, man, always real practical. And, you know, I was working on some stuff with uh like some friends, like locally, like just kind of like some video stuff. And 
I got some audio equipment. I was like, you know, it's like all this like podcast stuff is kind of jumping off and, you know, there's a lot of bull stuff going on here. So I wanted to do something. So I reached out to him on Real GM and uh, I think I had done like maybe two episodes by myself. But like, yo, talking to yourself is kind of crazy, right? Like, <laughs> for like thirty minutes per hour, like that junk is tough, man. I, like the people that do it, man, like yo, more power to them because that junk, it's a skill. So, uh, just kind of like reaching out and trying to get someone like just like real level, like as me, and like I reached out to him, and we did our first episode like maybe three. It might have been twenty eighteen, I think, because I think it was when Wendell was a uh, a rookie and just got drafted. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, from there, like, like it all went like real smooth. The first episode was like it was different though because I remember he was like a little nervous and he was telling me about. It. He's like, yeah, you know, I, and he, he's like, I always wanted to do a podcast, you know, and uh, you know, he was a little nervous, but yo, we we got like a good system going down and like everything's mm-hmm. been real smooth and yeah, like shout out, shout out Salim man, like he puts in a lot of work with the podcast. He's mm-hmm. usually like the one that's like reaching out to people for like guests and different ideas and stuff like that. So uh, yeah, like he's been like, he's been great. So yeah, the show is shows is like taking off since then man yeah it's a really great show it really is man yeah. I'm, and i'm really happy for the success that y'all have because it's earned you know what i mean yeah, it's not yeah. just given like y'all y'all earn that because it's really really good man so absolutely and, I, and some of our best episodes have been with y'all man so like that's, <laughs> that's been the fun part man and like yo the, the uh, last episode we did we predicted the trade deadline so i mean yo <laughs> that's a highlight right there right <laughs> yeah we we getting into that there's gonna be some bragging on this episode we definitely getting into that sir <laughs> we definitely getting into that for sure oh um, have, have, have you all ever met face to face yet you all ever had that happen that's Salim. uh if i can go to chicago one day so i've been mm. one time and the time i went was oh man it was for my birthday maybe like five years ago it was it was joe king's last game as a bull when he like hold her oh. and he was oh. running out the tunnel and yeah that's it's a crazy way to go out for joe it king. is yeah. little did i know that would actually be the game that i would see in person but mm-hmm. uh yeah man i would definitely love to get to chicago man and if we could do like me and him could do like a podcast like in person or something like that at least once that would be cool but yeah like right now i'm in I'm in Lamelo Ball City, man. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we gotta, yeah, man. We just been doing the uh, like we, we did like Skype, and then we did now we're on like Zoom doing it. So I mean, yeah, it works, man. Yeah, it's dope, man. Yeah, when we come down North Carolina, we'll definitely link because yeah, I definitely, yeah, yeah, I definitely plan. I don't know what it is about North Carolina, but I just think I'm gonna love it. Like personally, I'm like I don't know why, but I just yeah. It's, it's like that years ago. Yeah. It's cool. Oh yeah, you go my yeah my uncle. It's like eight years ago. This is a family down there. Did uh, you like it? Oh, over there. Uh, you know what? What with any city that I visit outside of Chicago, what I miss is the city grid system. Where there's a north and west, <laughs> mm-hmm. north and south, east and west. Uh, otherwise, you get lost. Mm-hmm. So uh, I appreciate that because like I'm like, where do I go? How to get to your house, uncle? I'm like, oh well, go down the road, make a right by the big tree. <laughs> Literally, and so we're driving like. Every tree's big. Like, what are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> Do we go left or right? I don't know. That's a big tree. That's a big tree over there. I don't know. So I just missed Spoken like, like a city boy. Clear roads <laughs> that go east, west, north, and south. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Hey, smooth. I had one of the best buffets out there. It's called White Something. White Power, White Something. Buffet was like off the chain, man. I thought it was like 
we went as a family, so I had some family after we visited. And I was like, go to the buffet. I'm like, all right, some like old country buffet kind of thing. Yeah. No, it was it was like we went back for seconds and thirds. It was delicious. So the food was good. So I had a good time. But that was like eight years ago, something like that. Okay. Yeah. I know Ed, like, yeah, you ain't told one lie. <laughs> like, <laughs> food is amazing. <laughs> yo, food is, yo, food is all the change. It's like uh like I always say this about Charlotte, but like cause like I used to live in uh, so I lived in Columbia for the longest, and Columbia mm-hmm. is like an hour drive from Charlotte. So I've been to Charlotte like before I lived here. I've been there like a ton of times and just seen the city grow. And it's just like yo, food is crazy. City's been like expanding like a mug. It's like it's like one of those like big cities that doesn't feel like a big city. Mm-hmm. It's so spread out, so it's like you get kind of like the big city vibes without like crazy traffic or like everything being too much for people. So it's like. A lot of people are starting to move down here from like New York and yeah, all that and different parts of the country. And it's yeah, it's a dope city, man. Yeah, like you learn that, especially culture wise. You guys, you know, yeah. I don't think it's talking to you a lot. Like as yeah. deep you all are in culture, it's just not just in mute, but in, in so many aspects of it. Like it's it's really vast. You know, I've seen man is oh probably, yeah, it's starting to get up here in North Carolina. Um, yo, Cole Rap City, like uh, baby uh. A lot of Dreamville mm-hmm. stuff coming up over here. Like, yo, some good North Carolina rappers over here. And then, of course, yo, we got the goat lives here, man. So, it's <laughs> <laughs> <Case> closed. Like, <laughs> and Dell's favorite group, like Little Brother. Like, you know, yeah. like when that group is North yeah. Carolina. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Little, little Brother, man. Like Winston Salem. Like, shout out Winston Salem. Like, yo, yeah. Some good rap down here, man. Some good rap. Some good rap. Some good rap. Shout out to this group. It's called, I think they're called Innocence from North Carolina. It's a group called Innocence. If you ain't heard of them, man, I'll, I'll I'll put you up on them. But they're a little real underground group that's dope yeah. that I just listen to. Just two big dudes rapping. They look like <laughs> under, a, a more underground little brother is what they look like. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but they dope. They're really dope. And just like, yeah, I hang out with them. They some cool dudes. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And they can spit. So, yeah. yeah. But yes. But yeah, man. I definitely got to get down to North Carolina. But yeah, since you brought up the GOAT. Let's get into the Chicago Bulls, man. <laughs> Let's talk about the squad. Because we have not talked since uh, we made the greatest, accurate, most wonderful predictions yes. in the history <laughs> of Chicago Bulls yes. history. <laughs> like, we nailed it, guys. We did it. Let me just congratulate you all. Salim, shout out to you, too. Let me just <laughs> congratulate everyone. Pat yourselves on the back. We, we called this from the jump. And, Ed, one thing I... Just remember from that show is your statement saying, I'm I want to watch grown men play basketball. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I am tired of watching these children play. I want to watch grown men play basketball. What was your reaction when this trade went down? Like, how did you react to this? Yeah, so one of my homeboys hit me up and he was just like, he just like just said bulls with like a eye emoji. And I was just like, immediately I was like, all right, I'm kind of prepare myself for whatever's about to happen. And I see they getting booch. I'm like, yo, what? <laughs> I'm like, wow. Like, I, yo, I honestly didn't get that much work done that the rest of the day. But, yo, I will say this. <laughs> we were talking about that deal. And, like, I, I said, like, look, I think it's either going to be, if they don't do anything, it's going to be a trade for somebody who we are not talking about. Mm-hmm. And I think that happens because, like when you when you think about like a lot of like the rumor stuff that's on like Twitter and stuff like that, it's always like old stuff that's leaked from the past. Like we knew the Bulls were trying to get Lonzo Ball, but when it's stuff they really trying to get done, that stuff don't leak. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
That's something on Lee. It ain't like the boot trade just happened in like two minutes. They were right. working on that, man. Mm-hmm. So the the fact that like they were actually had the like the boldness to pull off a deal like that in year one. In year one is crazy. That speaks volumes to what they'll be able to do to win, man. So I was impressed by it because like realistically, when we talk about the last regime, they just didn't really have the willingness and desire to pull off like bold moves like that. Right. And I know people will talk about how, uh, you know, you give up first round picks. Wendell, like, even though I want to watch grown men play, I still think Wendell can be good. But sure. it's just like, this ain't the environment for like too many young players to keep making mistakes. Not just that, but at the same time. And we still see it a little bit now, right? Like, mm-hmm. you look at the game yesterday, like Kobe Lowry, like, still making mistakes even even pat williams like yo he makes some mistakes too it happens but you're young players that's what you're expected to do but we needed adults in the room and we were talking about it when we did the show about how there's a difference when you have destiny's child in the recording studio doing a song and then you got some singers who are auditioning for making the band doing a song. Yes. <laughs> it's yes. a clear difference. Yes. <laughs> Everything sounds different. You don't like, you like, dang, I didn't know someone could ride the beat like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I, I didn't know someone could sing a hook that way. I didn't know someone could write like that. I didn't know right. you could produce like that. We're yeah. seeing it now with Vooch and Levine. Yes, they're losing. And we'll talk about sure, why right. there's a bigger picture and right, what's right. going on. Mm-hmm. But Vooch is giving them something that they have not really had in a big man since, like, Powell. Mm-hmm. And it's that pick-and-pop game. It's that two-way game. The passing, just being able to get your own shot, it's valuable. Very. So, for me, like, yeah, I, I've been a big fan of, like, what I've seen from the trade, man. Okay. Dub, yeah. your feelings? Like, what, what was your reaction uh, when you first heard it? Because I'm pretty sure you heard it from me. <laughs> yeah. How it usually goes, Yeah. <laughs> I was at work, man. I just I just read the first three sentences, no, the first three words in my text message. It was like we got Vooch. All I saw was like Bulls and Vooch, and I just closed the app. <laughs> <laughs> I like I ain't even look at the other thing you wrote, Dave. I was like, I got Vooch. I'm happy. I was just like ecstatic because you know, as a fan of the Bulls, you know, you have all these trades in your mind, and you want GMs to do things that you want them to do. And this is one of the few times where a GM actually does something you actually thought they were going to do and you want them to do. Like, I wanted them to have Vooch. Because I was like, all right. Because, like, a tourist, you know, he 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 said plenty of times. He doesn't – he kind of he kind of says that he doesn't want to go to draft. He doesn't want to build young and draft seven all the time and try to build assets and trade and be young. He kind of said, I want to be in the hunt for the playoffs when the championship. And having Zach accelerate his growth as a player only solidified that thought process in his head. Because Zach, I think, kind of like stamped the proof, like, okay, we could go for it. And my man, I'm like, okay, so I think he wants to go for it. And he wants to make a big move. What's the guy that's a great player doing nothing in some city that's very good, that's probably unhappy? You know, it's not going anywhere. You know, like a Kevin Love kind of thing. You know, you're great, but that's going on. And Vooch popped in my head. And me and David always love Vooch. Yeah. I was like, Vooch is the guy. He's only he's a great player, all-star in Orlando, not doing anything with his career. They keep building a team around him. Like, he can't be happy in Orlando. It's Orlando. Like, come on. What's the one player? 
that, that that was him. And I'm like, that he's the perfect guy to go after that no one's kind of looking at. And what the hell? It happened. It's like, wow. It happened. I was talking, it's funny. I was talking to my brother and I eat a dinner as a family. That's what I would do that. And uh he goes, Man, he goes, Man, yo, you see that blue trade? I was like, Yeah. He looked at me, he's like, he's like, you can see that blue trade. So oh yeah, I did. Well, here's here's this his, uh, audio I did for a podcast on Twitter. Listen to it. He goes, oh, <laughs> I kind of saw that. <laughs> yeah, because you were like, you didn't see that trade. I'm like, yeah, I kind of did. Yeah, because Chris, that give you give you your props and your love and all that because you would you said this on the podcast we did with our guy Mark K. Shout out to Mark K. Uh, when he was on our show over here, and you were saying like. You why can't we get Vooch? Like, shouldn't he be here? Like, it, it didn't make sense to you why the Bulls shouldn't have him. Yeah, exactly. Um, at the time, we were of course discussing whether or not the Bulls were going to go young, yeah, or, or you know, go young or you know, try to win now, and whether or not you know, go get the draft. What's going on with the trade? And but like I said before, it's like Zach playing well sort of like gave permission for Eversley and a tourist to sort of you know uh, speed up the process. And at the time, I'm like, the only player that could go after is Vooch. And I remember, Dave, you always told me, you know, you make it clear that, listen, don't say any trade is impossible. <laughs> and I'm looking like, how do we give Vooch? I don't know, but he's the only guy that's really, really good. Hmm. That kind of could be had. Because I can't think he wants to be in Orlando. Orlando wants to have him there because Orlando. You know, I'm like, he's the perfect guy to get. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, man, it happened. And so I felt smart for a long time. Even though they're losing six games in a row, Dave, I still yeah. feel smart in this. <laughs> yeah, I still feel good about it. I still feel good about it. Because then my next thing is, I'm, I'm going to say it because I think it's going to happen. Of course, sure. you know, I want to get the Aaron Fox. So, it, of course, everything I say now comes true. So we'll <laughs> <laughs> get the Aaron Fox somehow for a bunch of people. So, okay. Uh, yeah, that was my dream scenario, man. De'Aaron Fox and Vooch. Yeah, that's what you say? To speak that into existence. Bro. Yes. <laughs> I'm glad to that. Oh, I did it once. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. We, we, we did it once, so there's go. We can do it yeah, again. we did it once, yeah. So, yeah, guys, I'm I'm proud of you all. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we did it. We called it. We This is what we wanted to see. I've said a million times to people, that if you ain't heard it from AK and Mark, then don't put no stock in it, please. So all that stuff people were saying, like who, you know, cause you all these rumors, like you said, and they're usually old rumors that just get, you know what I'm saying, circulated over and over again around this time. And all that stuff was coming up. And of course, every, all the focus was on Lonzo. And I was just what kept telling me, I'm like, yeah, I want them. I was like, but if they don't do anything, I'm fine. Whatever they want to do, I'm with, like, cause I trust them, but I know, that if they didn't say it, then it's nothing's about to, you know what I'm saying? You have to hear it from them. Yeah. And it's Patrick Williams is a great example of that. You know what I'm saying? Out of nowhere, everybody had the Bulls taking somebody else. You know, everybody had it going over in, out of the blue, Patrick Williams. Everybody thought Jim Boylan was about to stay and be the coach again. Everybody thought we were going to get the, my man out of Philly. And then here comes Billy Donovan. Like they keep showing you how they move and they keep showing you. So at some point you're just gonna have to believe them, <laughs> you know, for what they're showing you that they are. Even with that three-team trade that they made with uh Boston and Washington. Oh my God. Like who had who had them getting uh Brown, Tice? Who had that? No, yeah, like nobody. <laughs> like who was calling that? Nobody. <laughs> we thought it was over when they got when for when the first trade went down with uh El Farouk Amin and and uh Vooch. We thought we were done. 
you know, and then they're like, no, we ain't finished. We're not done. Like KRS, we're not done. <laughs> we're not done. And that's important because, and, and, and I was saying this the other day that, cause like everyone, like the, the critics of this trade, they're like, and eh, like, I don't want to be a team that's in like no man's land or NBA hell. Like, eh, like, okay, the bulls got better, but they're not a contender. They're not a, clear playoff team like you know how are you gonna build around Levine and Vooch and I say this there's nothing wrong with being middle of the road like you get better if you go from being bad to middle of the road, that's good that's good. but it's only a bad thing if you're middle of the road if you have no ways to improve or you're not willing to improve using every market available to you so if we look back at the past front office, how did the Bulls usually like to improve? John Paxson's thing was the draft, usually, 100% the draft. Mm-hmm. Didn't want to trade draft picks, never really traded. I think the only time he traded a draft pick was like Luol Dang. And I'm not going to yeah. count the McDermott deal because he traded two draft picks for like one draft pick. Yeah. So, and second round picks. They love giving up second round picks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, he, but he never traded a draft pick like a first round pick to acquire like just a proven player. Never mm-hmm. did that. So Paxson's thing was, all right, we're going to draft. We're going to make free agent signings when we get cap space. Uh, Maybe waivers, depending on like, I don't know, but the Bulls didn't really like do a whole lot with their G League thing when it was becoming like a big thing. Yeah. And then they never made trades yeah. to improve the team. That was the big part, right? Correct. The only trades, the trades they did make that improved the team, you think like to Salmons and Miller. And people will say that, but they forget that deal was about getting rid of Nocioni's contract at the time to shed space for 2010. Mm-hmm. It just happened that John Paxson bumped his head and stumbled into a really good trade mm-hmm. and could spin it like, oh yeah, I did improve the team. Yeah, yeah I, I meant to do that. Like that's, <laughs> of course I meant to do that. Like, mm-hmm. so- the fact that uh, Eversley and Karnishevis said, all right, out the gate, first trade deadline is with the Bulls, made deals to improve the team through the trade market, that tells you everything. So they're going to be willing to exhaust each market to make this team better. Yeah. That's huge. And we'll, we'll, get, we'll get into it a little bit more when we talk about the losing streak because there is a bigger picture here. Right. Correct. Correct. So but that's that's a, no, that's an excellent point. And I mean, it doesn't it does it improve your faith or does it change your faith? Like, does it, you know, elevate your faith in, in this front office? And, I, and I'll, I'll give that to both. Of you. I'll start with you, Doug. Like, does it elevate your faith in this front office, what you've seen with these trades or, or is it still kind of the same about where it was? Uh, absolutely elevates my faith. And um, to go back to what uh, Ed was referring to, Basketball Hill, I, I think we were, we, we were in with Basketball Hill. I think <laughs> yes. now we, we've gone up to maybe Limbo. Yeah. Or what's the next? Is that level above Limbo? I don't know. Uh, but yeah. in Limbo, like you're just waiting around to get out get out of Hill, basically, yeah. Well, well yeah, because like, like you are a playoff potential team. Mm. So that's that's kind of hellish in a way because you're always in and out the playoffs, which is what some people fear. We had the, the tunnels on, and that's what – and one of his, you know, uh, arguments against the trade was that, yeah, great, now you're fresh round and out all the time. I'm like, 
Well, we can either wait for another six, seven years of the draft, if, you know, I'm 40, <laughs> or we can just play our basketball. Like, yeah. there's only like five superstars in the league. It's hard to get them. Mm-hmm. So you either, either, either LeBron James or KD, or you're trying to be the Detroit Pistons and, and, or Toronto to get one really great player for one year. Yeah. So, but I don't mind being in the playoffs. And to your point, Dave, about having faith is that, yes, we, we may be in our playoffs in the first round, but man, to the, the front office proving that they could be innovative, like the last dream, and they're not tied to the players they have. Now, of course, Patrick Williams, maybe they didn't maybe they tied to him, but they're willing to be creative. And like you say, it tests all the markets. You know that every year, potentially, you'll get better, right? I didn't have that faith with the Paxson, you know, he, the, the last dream. They didn't, they didn't inspire faith in me that they were going to, you know, make make a dope move. We, we, all we know was that they want to save money to throw money at some player and fly him in with being the bull. But this move proved to me that they know what they're doing and that every year they are going to exhaust all the markets to win. And a tourist has said he doesn't <laughs> want to pick seventh anymore. He's done with that. Um, so, yeah. So, it, like, we know now we're sitting there uh, for next season. We are going to have faith that he's going to do everything he can. If he doesn't do anything, we know that he's probably done all he could do at the moment. You know he's maxed out, the, but the potential is out there to get better. So, yes, my faith has heightened in this um, in this uh, front office. Yeah. yeah so, I'm, although the, the losing streak sucks, um, there's a bigger picture out there, not just for this year. Um, I think half the team's gonna be gone next year anyway. So, Fair. Yeah. and is it like is, is it the same after this trade, or like you were like I already knew they were dope, or did it kind of just elevate your faith? Yeah, like for me, it was uh, like I believe in them because I mean they're saying the right things. You look at the way AK built the team in Denver, mm-hmm. and to me, it was like all right, I can look at that and reference that for what they're gonna do here. And the fact that they were already went out and just matched the kind of philosophy that they were kind of using to build Denver again, exhausting mm-hmm. all the markets, that's big. Yeah. So, like, for me, what you say matches your actions. So I have no choice to believe who you are. So I believe who they are, right? Mm-hmm. And like like Doug was saying, and he, he makes a good point, you can make a, a case that there are two basketball hells. And what the Bulls were in – you think of a team like uh, like Sacramento, a losing team that just a team that just keeps losing year after year. The Kings haven't been in the playoffs since two thousand five or two thousand six. Jesus, like I think like MySpace was the like primary <laughs> social media at that time. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, I think we were still downloading music like from Kazaa and stuff. Like right, LimeWire, yeah, Morpheus, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So something like two thousand five or two thousand six. Kings have not made the playoffs for like fifteen years. They have picked high in the draft for a a bulk of that, unless they traded their pick. They've got some really good players. I mean, you got Cousins and Fox out of that, but what have they done? Not, not much. Yeah. No, you, you're right. Like, there's because I, I look at it like you know, pe- the grass is green on the other side, kind of thing. Yeah. So people always looking over, saying, "Oh man, we wish we could be that. Why we have to be stuck here." You know, but nobody's looking behind them, trying to be the guys that are behind them. Because the guys behind you are looking at you like, man, I want to be where you're at. Yeah. So, yeah, I would love to be a fir- right now. Like, give me a first round it out for the next couple of years. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay, great. Like, because I know that it's building towards something. And that's yeah. okay. So that's not, a, that's not hell to me. That's growth. And 
maybe Bulls fans feel like that because of our you, when when we used to explosion into greatness. You know what I mean? Like we we don't really we didn't really wait around for it. Most teams have to suffer. You know what I mean? And for a long, long periods of time, and then maybe get someone who can get you to a second round and then you're just oh my god he got paul paul george got the pacers to the second round you know you know danny granger oh my god like this is so great you know i can't believe we got there whereas the bulls we suffered after winning six championships and then we got our we got a guy in derrick rose who just took immediately took us from down at the bottom to all the way at the top of the conference so there was no with zero to 60, you know, there was no like process because even getting to the process of Mike being a champion, there was a lot of losing in first round playoffs going on before we got to that point where we we're like, OK, we're the best. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's like that, like guys like me and Doug, we saw that struggle uh, for the Bulls early on when Mike was here early on. Yeah. So a lot of people don't have that kind of ideology you know what I'm saying? Uh, it's like immediacy, you know, for a lot of people. Like immediate, let's do it. We got a good player. Why aren't we here? And then yeah. the next year, we got somebody good. Why aren't we here? Why aren't we here? This is hell. You know, I'm like, no, hell. I saw, I was, we watched 99 to 2004. That's hell. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, yo, and Doug made another good point. Like every, like how many super, how many legitimate superstars are there in the right. NBA? Like right. what, five, maybe? About five, yeah. Yeah, About five, so, maybe six, yeah. And if you go back the last 30 years, the majority of NBA championships have been won by some combination of Michael Jordan, Shaq, Kobe, LeBron, and Dwayne Wade. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, think about that. So it's like, yeah. if, you're, if you're a fan, and granted, we would all love to see the Bulls win a championship, but if you're a fan who's thinking like, all right, Every move I make is got to be judged. Every move the Bulls make is got to be judged off the parameter of like championship, whatever, whatever. Right. Like it, it, nothing the Bulls can do is going to give them a favorable chance at winning a championship. Mm-hmm. And yes, if, if the Bulls tank, it's like there, there are there are a number of ways to build a good team in the NBA. Yes, you can build a good team from tanking. It can happen. You can build a good team off not tanking. Yeah. You can build a good team just from making trades. Like it can happen in a multitude of ways, but tanking is definitely the riskiest format because so much is out of your control mm-hmm. where, especially now with the current lottery odds, where it's like you can tank and have the worst record in the league and you can end up with the fifth pick. Yes. There's a, there's a high <laughs> chance. There's like, what, it's like a 50% chance. Like it yep. can happen. It can happen. So like that immediately screws up your, your uh pick. And it's like, you you think back to uh, our our reference my hometown team Charlotte yeah uh, the year they won seven games I think they went like seven and fifty nine it was a lockout season right worst record in the NBA by far who was the top prospect in that draft Anthony Davis okay they did not win the lottery New Orleans did mm-hmm. so the Hornets went from the best chance to get Anthony Davis to we're drafting Michael K. Grillchris at number two. Yes. It's a heck of a drop off. Yeah. <laughs> Even the Bulls, like when they uh 
the year we drafted Wendell. Mm-hmm. He remember when Bulls fans were excited that we won that coin sauce against yeah. the Kings? <laughs> yes, yes, I do. I do. <laughs> I, I do. I do. And then the Kings ended up getting the number two pick because they lost the coin toss. Mm-hmm. So the Bulls lost the coin toss. They would have got the number two pick. Yep. <laughs> and they would have been in position to draft Luka Doncic mm-hmm. despite everything that happened that season, right? Yep. I'm just saying, it's so much that's out of your control that can go right or wrong, whereas AK is saying, look, we have Zach Levine. He's a legitimate star. We have some decent vets. Let's get some more guys and let's take our chance building piece by piece, Mm. exhausting these markets and seeing if we can build a team that can get back into the playoffs. And each year we'll try and improve. Like we don't need to tear this down to build it, like build it back up. Right. There's things here where you can already do something. Correct. There's a foundation here already. Yeah. Go ahead. And what am I hearing is, uh, first of all, we tried the other way for like, 18 years, whatever. It doesn't, it hasn't worked for us. Yeah. Right. But what I'm hearing from you, Ed, and you kind of, what's coming to my brain is that it's control. Arturus can control the assets he has, right? He can, he could control what he does, the players, the contracts. Uh, he can't control a coin toss. He can't control whether or not this rookie, this top five rookie is going to be good in the NBA. He can control a veteran that he knows he can play and control the contract. So I think, to your point, they're sitting. I guess I guess from their standpoint, the front office is like, "Hey, I want to deal with something with assets I can control. I I know, I already know. I don't want to gamble and and uh and and, and risk, you know, take a high risk on something of the unknown and and hope and pray something because we've seen it before. And so, I, yeah, so I'm all down for philosophy where the front office feels like they wouldn't take control of what they have, the assets they have, and they could eliminate the risk. And sort of, uh, you know, uh, sort of steer themselves to, you know, steer their own future, and have control over what they do with their properties and their assets and the team and the contracts in general, instead of praying and crossing your fingers that, you know, God is on your basketball guys are smiling upon you this 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 you know, this year in the draft. So I'm all for this uh, this approach because we've seen the other approach and it has it hasn't worked at all. So yeah, I'm down for it, man. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, not one percent agree. Like it's yeah. just there's there's ways to get creative with the cap. There's ways to hand out good contracts. There's ways to make. We, we just saw with a three team trade. They they in a way you could say they sold high on Gafford and Hutchinson while also buying low potentially on Troy Brown <laughs> and also getting Tice for like a half season rental. Yeah. Like, th- there's different ways to think about, like, adding talent. And that's what you need to do. Like, they're, they, they're showing an ability to get creative. They're showing an ability that they're not attached to players just because, you know, they're here and fans love them and, like, oh, we believe in their potential. Like, yeah, Wendell Carter could be good in Orlando, but AK is like, look, all right. <laughs> that's not that'll be good five years from now that's great yeah yeah <laughs> awesome like, you know what I mean great and, and some fans will be like yo you see what Wendell is doing in Orlando man he's been really great these three games oh, and, those and 11 points like, yeah it's like look I, I I agree that Wendell can still be a good player of course in Chicago there were a lot of signs that that was not happening mm-hmm. and in Chicago there were also a lot of signs that you need to build around Zach Levine while you still can 
and adding a an elite center in Vooch, that's going to open the door to some other moves that can make sense. So no question, yeah. no question. I can't see them as a. I'm telling you, I can't see this as a myth. They're meaning Utah, Jokic and Murray. Yeah, uh, so I don't Denver, know you, Denver. Denver. Thank you, Denver. Mm-hmm. Uh, Utah. Yeah. It's played them. <laughs> Jokic and Murray. You know what's about Zach and uh, Vooch. Yeah, but, that's uh, exactly what it. No, you. That's exactly what it yeah. is. And you can see that's kind of what he's building, and yeah, man. Like even talking about Wendell, like when I when I see and he's he played great. I watched that game last game, that overtime game. I watched yeah. it on League Pass, and he played great. But it's like I said last year. I said Wendell would be better off the bench, and, and, and everybody crucified me for it. Tried to get mad at me for saying that. I'm like, no, he clearly likes it when it's not on him. Like some players, like my dad used to always say, you're different when it's on you. Like you, it'll, it'll be shown when it's on you. So when it was on him here, he, he would fizzle, you know, when he was starting. I was like, well, take him out, put him on the bench, let him dominate the second unit because he obviously is talented. So let him dominate the second unit because it's all something up here in his head that ain't working out right. So let's get that going. And what is he doing? Yeah. You want, you want something because there's a difference between playing in Chicago and playing in Orlando. Yes. Huge, huge you, difference. You, you like in Orlando, you move to Orlando, buy a home. Yeah. Go about your day. Go to Disney World. Like, you know like Disney World, you stop by Walmart, get your groceries. Yeah. Play ball. Chill on out. Right. And you play ball. You, you do that in Charlotte here. Like, yo, <laughs> you get traded to Charlotte. Like, yo, you can find a home. Yeah. Good neighborhood. I could recommend you multiple ones. Uh, right. <laughs> uh, nice grocery stores near them. Uh, mm-hmm. People might recognize you here and there, but I want right. to like and then well, overall you cool. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, show up to the Spectrum Center, play yeah. ball. He you in Chicago or New York or LA. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you if you play like trash, oh, you're, you're gonna, gonna hear about it. <laughs> yeah. Wherever you go. There's yeah. upside because if you're good, you're gonna oh. hear about it wherever you go. But mm-hmm. in certain cities, it's just like it's not the same. There, there are fans everywhere, but it's just like yeah. the light is big in some big markets. And for Wendell, maybe it's just like, yo, at this time in his career, maybe he just needs a place like Orlando where there's yes. no pressure to succeed. Yeah, Come off the bench, he can defend, he can move the ball, he can mm-hmm. rebound, make some good plays. Like we see here. Chicago, here. just wasn't happening. Just wasn't happening, guys. It's the Bulls jersey, though, man. Bulls mean something different than Orlando jersey. You're wearing the Bulls, yes. Scotty, Michael, their uniforms, that United Center, that's different, like you said, you know, wearing a Orlando match uniform. Yeah. It's just different. Yo, when I went to, and, and we were talking about this before we started recording, when I went to Chicago, um, or we were talking about it early in the recording, uh, mm-hmm. when I went to Chicago for the first time, and granted, I haven't been in a ton of NBA arenas. I've been to Charlotte, New York, uh, Atlanta, mm-hmm. uh, maybe one other one, but when you step into the United Center for the first time and you stare up and look around, it's like, yo, <laughs> like that junk is like, it's a spectacle, man. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. And it's like, I got that same vibe when I walked in the Madison Square Garden. When you look, the Knicks haven't been good in years, but when you step in Madison Square Garden you and you take that escalator up, mm-hmm. it's just different. The vibe is different. The energy is different. Mm-hmm. When I walk in the Spectrum Center, I'm just kind of like, yeah, it's, it's cool. Let's go watch the game. <laughs> Let's get this popcorn and eat. Like, right, right. in, uh, state, it's a State Farm Arena now in Atlanta. I walked in. I was like, oh, this is nice. It's attached to the CNN Center, too. All right, well, let me get a slushie and let's 
Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, Killer Mike Barbershop down here? Like, let me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, it's like, yeah, that's cool. Where's the bathroom at? Right. Like, <laughs> man, like some places where you step in it, just being in that place can just take you back and make you like, mm. just step back and like, man. Yeah. So it's just like, yo, playing under those jerseys, playing under 23 and 33, man. Yeah, bro. All them banners, man. Like, yeah. yeah, the Bulls haven't won since 98, but, yo, it is still, it's still different. Right. Like you said, putting on that Bulls jersey is a little bit different than putting on an Orlando Magic jersey that's changed, like, 20 times <laughs> in, like, 25 years. <laughs> and also, you got to think the media – they know the media – when the media talks to them, they know Sam Smith was like, yeah, I seen Jordan before the playoffs, bro. So he asked, they know that Sam Smith and Casey, they all looking at them differently when they ask for press reporters versus Orlando, you know, what they, they don't want, you know what I'm saying? So it's, the media is different. You, you know, they live at you differently from a different perspective. The fan base knows, they know the fan base is looking at them from a different perspective because you're wearing that uniform mm. and this legacy that's, you know, that's uh, the Bulls have in general versus Orlando. It's just different, man. It's like working for like a big company and then working for a smaller company. Like you work for like IBM or something or Microsoft going to some kind of small company. It's different. Like Maybe it's the same amount of money, but expectations and it's just. Yeah. It's just different, man. And some people can't handle it and. That's fine, and I'm not, and I'm saying, I'm not saying that to diss it. You know what I'm saying? Or be dismissive of it, but because it's hard playing under those bright lights. It ain't for everybody, and that's why great ones are great. You know what I mean? That's why only a handful. You know, that's why there's not a lot because the great ones are great, like for a reason. So yeah, but man, I wish him. I hope he keeps this up. I hope he keeps on balling because I just like the fact he looks comfortable and he looks happy. Same way I looked at Daniel Gafford when I saw him in Washington. I was yeah. so excited because he now has a point guard who's just as insane as him and who will recognize that and then recognize he can jump <laughs> and get him a basketball <laughs> and he'll be better that way. So, but um, well, hold on. Let me ask you before. Sure. What did you think about that tweet with, uh, with Hutch? Uh, one man's trash. <laughs> it, Look, man. <laughs> Yo, look, you, my man, scored what, fifteen, eighteen points in a yeah. game. We, we haven't seen him do that ever. <laughs> like, not once, not one time, not one time. I think the best game I saw him have was eleven points and eleven rebounds. And the next game, he was out with a foot injury. Right after that, like he was gone for the season. That was it. So I remember it was like his rookie year, eleven points, eleven rebounds. And he came out, I mean, you can't be talking that grizzly and that crazy after you have an 18-point game. Because then his next game, he came back, he was one of six. You know what I'm saying? Like, so what's that? What's, what trash is that? Like, And that's why I told Matt, I was like, look, one man's trash is still the trash for the government to pick up. So I don't know, I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> like, what are you talking about, dog? Like, you, you, no, please, just relax. I hated it. I did. I couldn't stand it. Because you, you didn't do anything. You didn't do anything, though. Like, you had a nice game. That would be as ignorant as Jabari saying that after he had that game in Washington. And he came back, and he, and he torched the ball. He come out like, man, when somebody else don't want you, you got to go where you love. There's something like that. Like, come on, dude. You had a good game. You know what I mean? Like, you can't come back with that. So, yeah. No, I hated it. I thought it was ridiculous. It's like... It's like finding a fresh meal in a bag of garbage. Untucked, <laughs> <laughs> right? Still in the package. <laughs> oh snap! You know what I mean? It ain't even been touched. Like it's still kind of fresh. Like, like this is all right. Yeah, but guess what? It's, it's gonna be hard to find two of those. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? Do it again is the point. I bet if I go to every trash can in DC, I'm gonna find at least one more. Right. Because, <laughs> and that's gonna take you a long time to get there. So it's gonna be a definite gap between this this one you found and the yeah. next one that you get. He, so he might find it before the, when he come back to play Chicago. He might find it for the revenge game. I don't he know. might find it then. Yeah, I'm. They're gonna be definitely revenge game uh, oh, vibes yeah. going on with Washington and with uh, Orlando because yeah. we definitely yeah. have both those teams coming up. So yeah. that's gonna be interesting. But uh, let me let me let me talk about this because we we've been teasing it for a minute. The Bulls with this long losing streak that they've been on nice six game losing streak now i'm sure guys we knew when they went on this west coast swing we didn't expect them to you know be awesome or come back with a bunch of wins they're playing the best of the best um i guess i'll, I'll start with you chris because you feel you feel a little differently um and and, and i'm not saying you're wrong because yes they're losing you should be mad but <laughs> what is upsetting you about more what's upsetting you the most about this losing streak that the bulls are on right now yeah, that's a good question. Way to put the question. Um, watching how they run their offense, um, and the, first of all, the lack of lack of a point guard, another playmaker is just just. Oh. That's why it looks the way it is. It's dysfunctional. Yes. But so that's the elephant in the room, right? It's just that you don't have a, a true point guard, and so everything looks kind of weird on on the floor. And the way they run their offense, you know, and the way Zach, I know Zach had her ankle. But I see we all we play basketball. I'm sure we all play basketball on her ankles. We still play with I'm not saying that thing, but we've seen pro players too play on her ankles. But Drake told me a sprained ankle is nothing to play with. If, if, <laughs> if you if you if you can I hate that line. Exactly. I hate it. I hate it so much. Go ahead though. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. You can still go. That's okay. You, you know, can I'm still play on a sprained ankle. Of course, what are you talking about? That's what I'm saying. Because right? like he was he still line. play well. And Zach was doing things on the floor that that wasn't. Good for the team, I felt like. You know, his ball handling was all the passes making to to continue the offense or to initiate the offense, the way he's running, running, pick and roll, taking bailout shots. I'm like, I, that has nothing to do with spring ankle. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's just playing basketball. And, like, I didn't like the way he was playing because you have boots on your team. You, you have to – I, I want to see you at a high level every game now. You know what I'm saying? Like, we saw we saw Donovan Mitchell, right? Mm-hmm. We saw we saw Booker, right? Mm-hmm. They all I played him. Yeah. And like and like, I need you there, bro. Like we got boost now. I'm counting on you to play at a high level that no matter what happens in the game, the team knows that Zach Levine's gonna be at this level of playing on the on the on the court. So I'm not seeing that for him. And it's I'm a big fan, so I'm not you know I just I just want him to be better. That's all. And 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 for the Bulls not to I know they had to have practice and whatnot. But like you have to give the ball to Vooch. You have to initiate, have him be your point guard for the post. I know he's playing seven foot in the last game and whatnot, but still you have to, it should be look at Utah, Donald Mitchell, and uh what's call it? Um and Gobert. They're, they're pick and roll all day. Mm-hmm. You just just post a Vooch all day, run pick and roll Vooch with Zach Levine a ton of times. That's your office, man. This Cause you got guys like like Lowry out there on the wing, can't create off the dribble. You got Sato slow, can't do it, uh, do a thing off the dribble. You got a point guard out there who's done a point guard. So your playmaking has to come from Vooch and Levine and they attach on the floor a lot of the time. Mm. And I didn't, I, I just not, I not like what I've seen from the Bulls as far as like getting Vooch involved earlier, having running offense. That's what I've seen for Zach Levine. 
Um, how's he how's he working with Vooch and his playmaking on the floor the last like four or five games since the All Star break? To me, has it's not quite been up to level as, as I wanted to be. So you're so, saying Zach Levine can't play basketball and he's terrible? Is that what we're saying? He's right an now? awful human being, Dave. Yeah, you know, I, I know it, man. You know, I, I hear you. He also, he also, you know, should stop. You know, I don't know what's his shooting fadeaways. What are you doing, Zach? You know, go yeah. to hold up on somebody. And mm-hmm. I dare you, you know, miss a layup on on her ankle. Drop twenty five points. But uh, but yeah, but you know, but you you know what I mean, you know, like yeah, no, I got, I know exactly what you mean. And, and you, yeah, because he's he's played well. Yeah, and that scored before. Yeah, mm-hmm. I. And so I'm seeing him. I'm taking taking bell out shots, fadeaway three point shots, giving run a pick and roll, then throwing the ball late to the to the guy. I'm like, what are you doing? Like your your five seconds going away, and you have the point. You're the point guard, and you waste the five seconds of trying to throw throw a ball in the post when the guy's not posting up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Like, so, why are you still here doing that? Yeah, well, I used to hear. We like, see you doing that for years. Yeah. In the floor, you, 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 this year he improved seeing the floor and offense. I know you got a new guy on the floor, but that should make you it should make it easier. You know, he's he's reverting back to not seeing a step ahead, you know, as far as the, how they play the offense in there. So that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm kind of a little upset with the losses. I just want to see better play for him and Vooch in the offense. You know, so. Okay. Yeah, let me ask you. Um, so what is your takeaway from this losing streak so far uh, for the beloved? Like, what's your biggest takeaway that you're seeing from it? So I, I think I think Dove is making good points here. Mm-hmm. For me, my biggest takeaway is that this team is healthy now, right? Like everyone's healthy. All right. But this team, this team is healthy, but this team is incomplete. This team is in progress. Like, like right now, like I'm moving into a new home. And if I'm moving into a new home and there's stuff about the home that I don't like from the past owner, it's like, all right, I'm going to gradually take care of those things Mm -hmm. over the next like six, seven months, maybe a year. Mm-hmm. But right now, it's like, yeah, like those things stand out to me. And that's kind of how I feel about this team right now. Like, Lowry's in a new role off the bench. Lowry's not going to be here next year. That's for sure. Right. <laughs> Patrick Williams is still playing the three, but Patrick Williams is a four. Mm-hmm. He's probably going to be a four next year. There's, a, uh, there's other things you can look at. Point guard, we mentioned that. We know they want Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball could be a bull next year. Yeah. This team right now, yes, they do want to make a playoff push, but we still have to keep in mind that even though this playoff push is valuable, they are looking at next year more so because I think that it's tough to switch up like a core midseason and expect it to work. And that's what the Bulls essentially did. Mm-hmm. Or not, maybe not even a core, but like, you know, they switched up kind of like the main build of how this team was. They got rid of Wendell. I mean, Hutch and Gaffer weren't really playing, but when you add a big time piece like that, I feel like you're you're shifting how you want to build this team and you're putting more of the direction in. So we already knew that they were kind of leading up to this way. So while I do think that the flaws are valid and I there are some like concerns about like rotations with Billy Donovan. Like I think like in the Utah game, they there was a, like a split minute where they had Marking and Tice and Hooch on the floor at the same yeah, time. I, was just, I I don't know what's going on here. Um, right. <laughs> I, I think Patrick right. was at the two, so yeah. I was losing my mind with that. But I keep reminding myself now that, like, look, this team is trying to find chemistry. They made a mid, big midseason trade. What we're seeing right now is not 
the finished product. Yeah. So there's more to come, significantly more to come, I would guess. Yeah. This is I, just I, what I, we I, have I, right now. Right. What we have right now is still flawed. So like if we if we were saying to ourselves, all right, uh keep this version of the scene for the next two or three years, I'd be like, whoa, 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 wait, wait, wait. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. It, it's more is coming. So yeah, yeah. I'm I'm trying to keep that keep that in mind. We could make the play, we could make the playing game still. Yeah. It's still a possibility. Like, and and that's another question before I get into that. Let me say this. When they made the train, the people wanted the immediacy of success. It can listen, that stuff can happen when you get a new play on your team that's an all-star and you know it gels immediately in it, and that's good. The difference here is it's not just one player, guys. They got five new players. <laughs> five. And we're still trying to figure out what where everybody needs to be. Like, because we know Vooch, we know what Vooch's needs to be, and we know and we know what Dice needs to be. Where's Troy Brown Jr. going to be? Where's Javante Green going to be? You know, where's Al Farouk Amin going to be? So we have to figure out what these guys can do because that's what you saw last game, kind of, and when they played Utah. That's why you just saw uh, Vooch and you just saw Daniel because their roles are now defined. They know exactly where they're needed and what they need to be for this team. They're defined. So everything else that was going on last was just going around them trying to figure out who fits and what works and what doesn't. So that's why we probably didn't see Troy Brown play and Green play and and uh, Farouk play. Like those are the reasons in my head. They're trying. To, he's trying to figure it out. Like who can do what? I know what these two do. Now let's figure out everybody else right now. So yeah. it's different when you get. They got a whole new five. Like that's different, you know. And they all have to be valuable to this team, you know. So that's that's the difference about what you're seeing. And it's a bad time to do it. You know, of course, during a West West Coast trip where you're playing the best of the best. So it's not going to look great. But I will say I have been really happy coming out of these losses than I've been in quite a long time. Yes. Because I'm seeing an improvement of basketball IQ. And I'm seeing even the game with Zach didn't play. Just the fact he said, I'm running the big lineup. Fine. Phoenix is small. I got a bunch of dudes that run big. Pat, will you play in the two? Yeah, <laughs> you didn't blink an eye. You were like, yeah, sure, that works. And the very first play was a was just an incredible, beautiful play they ran for Vooch, who got it inside, went up and got fouled immediately. And the next play they ran, they scored on. And I remember texting Dub immediately. I said, I love this. This is the best thing I've seen in quite a long time. I love this offense. This is amazing. After two plays, I was just excited to see the competency and the ball movement. It just looked good. And even last game, there wasn't a quit in that team. You know what I'm saying? It didn't feel like they were trying to quit. Or they it didn't feel like they were trying to accept the loss. Like they've done a lot over these past few years. It felt like they were like, we can win this game. We could go. We could try. We could win this game. It just didn't work out because you're playing one of the best. Like, you know, that's just that's just yeah. what it is when you're playing. So that's just what it is. And my last point, uh, before I hand it off to you, though, uh, Zach Levine, the one thing that has always bothered me about Zach Levine is his passing. And I know he can do it, but like Doug pointed out, it's it's the wrong opportunity, it's the wrong time that he does it. Like he takes it, he waits too long to give that pass, or he won't see that person in in the post, you know what I'm saying? Who's post and I'm not saying it's his job because he's not the point guard. 
That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying he's the one who's going to have the ball in his hands the most in this offense. So he has to be a, a little better facilitator, especially now that you have Vooch. I need his passes to be more crisp. Because if you're trying to be a mini Denver, you got to remember Jamal Murray can pass. And that's and that's what makes it easier for him. And Jokic obviously can pass. So that's what makes it easier for those guys when they're running their kind of offense is everybody is a pretty solid passer. You know, everybody can move the rock. And that's what you saw in that Phoenix game. That's why they only had one turnover in the, it, that happened in the second quarter. The first turnover happened in the second quarter because they knew how to move the basketball. Everybody knew how to touch it. Everybody knew how to pass it. You didn't see bad turnovers and stuff like that. You inserted Kobe back in. You inserted Zach back in. Those turnovers came back. That's just that's just what it is. It's not a knock. That's just what it is. So I would like to see Zach get, just get better at that aspect and find Vooch more, like, like Doug was saying. Like, just find him more, man. You got to get your stars more involved. Yeah. Uh, with your offense. Go ahead, Doug, please. Yeah, and uh, that's what I was kind of – back, back to the grown man basketball thing for Edward. And I, I've always said this with the, with the old team we had for the trade was that sometimes the team looked like they didn't know how to play 5 on 5 basketball. Like, remember, it's like, it's like they don't know how to play 5 on 5 basketball. They're just out there just running around and confused and down on the call timeout. And it was like, what are you – like, set a screen and do something. Yeah. I think at, at, his, at his worst – even though they lose the game, they like to say against Phoenix. You saw them. They, the team, they're grown. They know how to play basketball. Yeah. You saw a quick pass, post foul, free throw line, and a quick post hook shot. That's basketball. That's NBA basketball. So at his, as worst, we're at least seeing a level of professionalism on the court. Right. Not young kids running around, don't know what to do, how to play with five on five, and how, don't know how to cut and all that kind of stuff. At least we see that. But to Zach. This year, you know, you know, before the trade, before he got a little hurt, before the All-Star break, you saw him understand the offense that was running was many through him. He understood. He, you saw his passing improve somewhat because you saw that he knew how to see two play a play to half ahead. That's why he's LeBron James and so great because LeBron skipped that pass. He knows guys want to cut. He knows to play. Right, correct. Right? And he was getting better at that. He got better at that. Since the All-Star break, he's regressed. It's like he doesn't see ahead. He's a tick, like you said, Dave, a tick slow in the past, a tick slow in knowing how, what play people are supposed to be or going to be on the floor. And that's upset me with his play because you can't play like that. When Booker, I know because Chris Paul, but Booker's just off for over 40 points. And these other guys, these all-stars, other all-stars he plays are playing at a higher level than him. Now, I want him to reach. <laughs> I need him to do that. Yeah. So it's just a point where he does it at sometimes. Maybe ask for too much, of course. But uh, I just I just want to see uh, a better better play for him. Um, I think what forward. we're asking is for a point guard. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We and know it's funny about, but I don't call me crazy. I, going with with the front office with the turns and Eversley, they might not be going for ball. I mean, maybe not. Know, I for Griffin, I know you say people say you can't trust what Griffin says, but I hearing that ball that actually doesn't want to go. He's actually happy that whatever. I don't know. Great, but uh-huh. I would not be surprised <laughs> if they don't get ball. You know, they said they, they, they say that about Vooch. Yeah. They said that if they said he wasn't going to be traded. They said they ain't going nowhere. Vooch is going to be. Oh, I knew that. I knew you remember that. that? We had that discussion, though. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. They were like, yeah. he ain't going nowhere. He's he'll be here. He's staying right there. Whatever. 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 <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead Ed. You wanted to add? Go ahead. Yeah, it's like uh, we were talking before the show about uh, how. Uh, uh, cannabis brought the notebook to the rap battle, right? Yes. So it's like, in a sense, we went from players who needed to bring a notebook to play basketball <laughs> to players who are just like, 
all right, I understand what I need to do. It's just a matter of doing it. Better, right? <laughs> yeah. So in in the game against Utah, and I think uh, Stacy and um and uh, Adam pointed it out. Uh, you see Tice huddling people up, and they were talking about defensive coverages. Tice is a vet, like he knows this stuff. So mm-hmm. it's just like I'm sure Wendell and Gafford have talked about defensive coverages, but yo, you can't talk about it in the same sense that someone like Tice has, right? You can't talk about it in the same sense that like a veteran has. Right, right. So seeing like more players being able to take charge of a huddle and lead and like point out the things that need to be done on the court better, mm-hmm. it's a significant upgrade. So yeah, we're losing games. Like mm-hmm. we lost to Utah who has the best record in the league. We've lost to San Antonio and Golden State who are competitive in the West, even though mm-hmm. Golden State got their ass kicked against Toronto. But Whew, whatever. Mm-hmm. yeah, but it's like, and then we lost to uh, Phoenix. Phoenix has yeah. been really good this year. Yeah. And we lost all these games on the road since the trade. Right. And then we play the Nets next on the road. Yeah. Like, we play like, the Nets. So it's just like, like yeah. look, yeah, it's, just, it's, it's a bad draw. Yeah. So we can't look – losing sucks. But we can't just look strictly here and say, all right, you know, trade hasn't worked. Uh, it's going south, like. Bulls are playing teams better than them that they probably would have lost to anyway, right? Yeah, about 20 <laughs> without <laughs> these dudes being here. Yeah, they would have yeah. got destroyed with yeah. that. But it's been more entertaining, though, because like you Much said, more. watching players who know what they are doing, mm-hmm. the roles are defined. You, you're not worrying about if, if players need to be consoled. You're not worrying about players need a hug, a smile, <laughs> uh, a cupcake, something. You, you just put players <laughs> on the court, ball, win or lose. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. That's all I want to see. Like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a happy fan with that. Like, yeah, yeah I, like losing the Utah, yeah, sucks. But hey, like, sucks. I'm happy. The, the only thing, <laughs> I think, the only thing I had an issue with last game was the final play against Utah when Zach was calling for a guy to come help him double team, and nobody came and helped him, mm-hmm. and so he just took a foul, which. I still and me and Dell were like, why is he fouling? Like, he he shouldn't have took that foul. But at the same time, the communication wasn't there for the players to understand. Yo, I need to get this double team because you know we can trap him, and if he gives up the ball, cool. But if we foul him, cool. So I understand what his mindset was at like that. But I think that all, again, for me, that's a point guard thing because the point guard has you lined up, knows it, tells you the exact situation. You know, and not just telling the situation at that point in time, right in the moment. You know what I mean? Because yeah. some players, some players don't react that great, right? That they need to know exactly what to do before that happens. Like a point guard, like Dub said about LeBron, like kind of sees ahead, you know, three or four plays, you know, and removes thinking from people. That was a thinking moment. You know what I mean? And guys aren't there yet, you know, to understand what Zach correctly wanted them to do. But um. And even even when he got mad about it, I wanted him to go yell at the players. He went and told Billy, like, man, what did they, you know, come on, dude. I was like, nah, bro. I was like, go yell at them. You know what I'm saying? Go tell them, hey, I need y'all to be here, you know, when you're here. I need you to be this place and this place. Like, talk to your team about that, you know, yell at them. And I'm sure he did that after. I'm sure they had that discussion and all that stuff. But that was the only thing that that bothered me in that game in a moment was, was that little end part. Yo. You know, that, that's quick, real quick, Dave. Have you, have you ever seen Zach Levine yell at his players like as if as if he's the leader of the team yet this year. Which not I, not yet. I've seen him walk off the floor on a bad um I haven't seen him 
Yeah, you're right, though. I haven't seen him just pull somebody that's, aside and snap on like it's, that. That's clear display, like, he's a general of the team. He's on the floor. Like, has he, you know, you've seen Jordan. You see all great players. They talk to the team. Hey, man, even though, even though, like, Paul George, he may be wrong. He made a wrong play. He gambled. But he's blaming someone else for his, mm-hmm. uh, his problems. And uh, and that that he could do that because he's the leader of the team. So teammates accept that. Like, okay, Padre, you screwed up. He's blaming me. Fine, whatever, like that. Levine hasn't reached that level yet. I don't think with the with the team. I don't know if he could reach it. Think about the vet song. He didn't do it with the younger players, but but that's that's interesting there that he did go and kind of complain to Billy versus you know kind of like looking at teammates and sort of you know being a general on the floor at that point. And yeah, so that's interesting. Sorry, Ed, you just gonna say something? No, no, I'm saying like that's coming though, right? Like mm-hmm. I think like. Next season, like Shaq can be mo <laughs> where he's just kind of like, yo, like this is my house, like yo, we mm-hmm. gotta, we gotta do things this way. Like Jimmy Butler was kind of doing that in a sense. And I get, you know, it's it's not everyone's cup of tea with what Jimmy was doing, but like right, yeah, right, you gotta right. take accountability, you gotta take ownership, you gotta take leadership, and that and that general sense of stuff, like that's what you need to take away from. And I think Zach is gonna get there soon. Yeah, yeah, he'll get there soon. I agree. I think he'll get there soon, and a point guard will get here soon. <laughs> yes, <laughs> give me a point guard. I want it. See, that's not faith, right? You have faith now. He's gonna do something and get a point guard, right? You know, good and well, he's not going to that season by point guard. Yeah, if this was the old regime. We we're like, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. They <laughs> they don't insult you. Like they're like, yes, we see the problem too, guys, and we're gonna go out here and try to fix it. They it's they like, don't insult you at all. Like when, uh, remember when uh the big hole for like the longest on the team and granted this was like so this is basketball like years ago was when we didn't have that 20 and 10 power forward you know like mm-hmm. we, we were trying to get Gasol we were trying to get Amari uh yeah. we were trying to get all of them we ended up with Boozer and uh but it was like for the longest the Bulls just did not show like that willingness to be like okay yeah we see that hole but I don't know if we want to give up you know xyz the third. right I don't know if I want to do you know go this far to do it right and yeah ak and eversley they're saying like all right point guards are whole say no more right. <laughs> <laughs> right let's go out here and get this like let's do it like lonzo all right who else uh i, I don't know who else is gonna be available i haven't looked at the free agent list but i'm sure they are looking at it and they're gonna make the tweaks that they need to and they wouldn't be afraid to move off on a certain guy if that required them to yeah so there's yeah. there's one guy uh Ed, that Dove and I have brought up, and it's a guy in on your hometown team. <laughs> and his name is Devontae Graham. Graham, ah. And he is definitely somebody we've looked at like he can move on because because of just because of the evolution of LaMelo Ball, and it's obviously going to be his squad, yeah. and everything's gonna run through him. So he's making guys like Terry Rozier. And guys like Graham, who deserves to be starting, Grant, because Graham was awesome last year. He, he was yeah. great. And he's making those guys kind of expendable by just being great, you know? So we're, we're looking at because I believe he, this is last year on his contract here with you guys. So how would, you, how would you feel about Devontae taking a slide on over here to the Cité? I would, it, it really depends if we get in, if we're getting last year Devontae Graham. I think that's a I think that's a good deal. It I but I, I think it depends also as well because like Devontae is a is a scorer for sure. Yeah. I feel like he's a like he's not a bad facilitator, but like I think you would take you would probably take Lonzo Ball over him as a facilitator. Oh, so yeah, 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 no question. So, no question. Yeah, yeah. So I I guess it depends on do we want more score first from that position? Do we want more facilitator first? Do we want someone who's more balanced from that position? Mm-hmm. 
Like, I'd be game with Devontae, like, in whatever role we need him to. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'd be cool with it. But, like, I I think in a sense, like, I'm more – I'm leaning more towards, like, can we find a guy who can, like, lead the offense more in a sense? Yeah, Fox. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, keep speaking that into existence, right? <laughs> you, you know why I don't know why I brought that because like okay, because I did not go and get it, uh Graham. Mm. No, he showed me this front office has said we won't win the championship. Yeah, you don't win the championship with Graham as your point guard. Fair. They need one more great player on that team, on this team, on this Bulls team. It is not Graham. I don't think that player's ball ball doesn't win him a championship. Now he's if you have to get him, fine. I'd rather have him over Graham, but mm. but I don't think that thing is that small. Okay. I really don't. I think they he wants to freaking win, and and all and you need another great player. So I'm looking around the field, the NBA. Fox is why I just bring it up because I like Fox a lot. But you have to think about he wants to bring in probably one kind of really great player. Not maybe not an all star, but and have to look at the NBA see like who's available, who may be available, what or not. But I don't think it's a small move. I think his next move. Is to is to bring in another legitimate borderline star to to win the championship. I think he really wants to win the championship, and Graham's not that that's too small. I said that because we I'll take anybody. <laughs> <laughs> would you take, I don't know who the player is, huh? Would you take Kyle Lowry? Oh hell yeah! Because I think, be I think he, I, next year. I think he will see Kyle Lowry as a big move to potentially get to the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. Uh, I would say Lowry. I think I think he would be a good vet. To to have mm. one guy, leader too. Yeah, yeah, leader. Yeah, one guy I'll mention, and I think the Bulls were in conversations for him, Malcolm Brogdon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they like, were in conversations. Solid, solid point guard, like kind of like good two way guy. Can facilitate some. Can like give you a little bit of like yeah. kind of a organization with your offense. Can hit the three. Probably uh, kind of uh, like I guess borderline all star. I mean, I, I don't think you're gonna. I don't, I'm not going to say that, like, with Brogdon, Levine, Vooch, you have, like, championship core. Right, like, right. Of course, I, right, I right. think, but I think he's a good, like, third, fourth guy to really have in your lineup. And Yeah. If he was our backup, then I would be awesome, is, is how I feel about Malcolm Brogdon. Like, oh, if, wow. if I had a point really? No, no, no. No, I'm, I'm saying on this team, he'd be the starter. I'm not saying Sadoransky well, and then Malcolm Brogdon. Think, That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying in the sense of if I got Kyle Lowry – or if I got Lonzo Ball and I got Malcolm Brogdon backing them up, then I'm gonna be like, yo, we're awesome. I'm gonna that's be like, yo, that's cool. we're awesome. I like. I don't Brogdon. think he would start over. Um, that's wow. That's interesting. He, he's twenty and what eight? What did he do? Twenty eight. I think he's like the same age as Zach almost. He's either twenty six or twenty seven. But what, what he, what he could drop like twenty and like eight a game, right? I mean, he's twenty eight. I don't old. know. Yes, that's interesting as far as just starting, but. Yeah, and he's well, averaging I, 21 a game this season. Just that's say. what I'm saying. Like he probably he'll definitely be starting over. Like, well, what I what's knowing about this team, and this is the conversation about, of course, what going to do in the future with the players, mm-hmm. is that I'm tired of seeing guys shooting threes who can't dribble and create plays. <laughs> and I, I just watched Bodak, what's his name, Bodanovich, whatever. Yeah, be the be Kyle Lowry, like be that. Take a dude to a post and work him. If you're just seven foot and you're standing on three point line and you're not doing anything else, what are you? What's your point? I could I could go to the NBA and shake up threes just like give us the ball mm-hmm. and pray that it goes in. Yeah. I need you to do more, create, and, and we have a bunch of guys out there <laughs> who, who can't do that. So although maybe we don't need that superstar, all star point guard, we do need someone about six seven 
<laughs> the Otto Porter Jr. we wish Otto Porter was to come on this team and create. Um, but yeah, so if it's not a great point guard, mm. find me a good small forward out there. Um, you know, if it's a great point guard, fine. But yeah, so it's a point guard. I want to see more players on the team. Yeah, but yeah, I <laughs> we get so I, I'm speaking De'Aaron Fox into 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 uh, reality right yeah, here. So. Speak it. I mean, speak it louder. <laughs> like keep saying. It. Yeah, like yeah. I would be down for that. Let yeah. me ask, let me ask, let me ask you this then, because all right. So in a sense, and I get, granted, Kobe has struggled this season. Yeah, mm-hmm. but if, if we were just talking about like what in theory Kobe White is good at. Mm-hmm. And we weren't asking him to run the offense. He will be a good off guard next to Zach Levine, right? Like he could do some similar things to Malcolm Brogdon, and hit the three. Defense does need to improve. Yeah, and pick his spots with with his playmaking. But it, it's just he, like lately, Kobe is just kind of like, look, he there. doesn't. What you're seeing is players doing things they they're not supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Kobe shots is all one on one, drive to the basket and throw up a shot. Yeah. He can do that sometimes. Good teams know their shots they are getting. Yeah, yeah. You know, Utah, all the players in Utah knew the shots they would get. Every, they knew the shots they were going to get that game. Kobe doesn't know. So Kobe doesn't have point guard. They So he just runs around and, and yeah. tries to throw up crazy hook shots and layups because he doesn't know when he comes to the game, I'm going to get these shots in the corner. I know my point guard setting me up here. I know he's running play for me, but when we win the game. Right. It's random. It's too random for him right now. Mm-hmm. And to your point, he needs a point guard. He needs an offense. Uh, he's sort of a built offense, so he knows the shots he's going to get there. You'll see him flourish. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not a one-on-one type of guy. He's not Jamal Crawford. You know, yeah, he's going to do that so much. Yeah. So I think he needs more structure and more defined role, and he needs to know what shots he's going to get. That's why you know, it's funny when we say great player. I remember we, we had an argument about the way Wade and LeBron James in Miami. How they, how I, I thought how, how me, and, me and Dave have podcasts. We'll say, no, the way Wade will have the best shooting percentage in his career, playing next to LeBron James look awesome because LeBron James makes everything easier, mm-hmm. right? And that happened because, you know, we know this, great players, good players put people in their place. Mm-hmm. And it's it's coming to fruition with Vucevic, but I, I think with Kobe, he, right now his offense is just random. He doesn't know how you're going to get a shot. He doesn't know where it's going to come from on a regular basis. So I think he's uncomfortable on the floor. He tries to do too much. That's what I see. So oh, you're, you're, y'all are out on Kobe as like the starting, a starting point guard in Chicago. I, he's I, proving this one. I don't think he wants to do it. He has yeah. to want. I don't think he doesn't want. And again, I, I honestly would still be okay with him starting right now. But yeah. as far as like my future point guard here in Chicago, yeah, yeah. yeah. no, I'm right, not yeah. no, no, no. Like I'm in the same boat as y'all. I'm just throwing it out there. Like mm-hmm. the chances, like the chances were maybe like twenty percent, maybe to start the season, maybe a little higher. I don't know. But now it's kind of like I don't even know. Like. Yeah, I don't think he wants to be a point guard, really. I mean, yeah, he, I think he tried to do it because they told him to do it. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I'll, I'll give it a try. the challenge, like any you know player worth yeah. his salt would do. I'm trying to make the I'll team. The coach told me to do this, and yeah. I'm gonna do it. We be a great I point think- guard. Fine, I'm gonna do everything I can to be that. And he tried, and it struggled with that. He's better. He's better when he's scoring than becoming a facilitator. But sometimes he would he would try to be a facilitator first and then score. It's not gonna work like that for him. So it's really bad when he's not scoring. And then he just has to rely on what? You know, try to be the facilitator and things like that. So, but I still liked him in the starting lineup because I love the fact that he would get you eight rebounds. And I love the fact teams had to worry about him and they had to concern themselves with him. And that was my only knock on on, on Sato is teams, 
Yeah, they, they ain't tripping on you getting 10 points. Like, they like, all right, cool. You know, fine, yeah. get a little 10. Like, that's cool. Like, but... He's kind of like our default, like, quarterback in a sense. Like, he, yeah, yes. He, he's making sure everybody's in the right spots. He like, yes. all right, so you, got, you got what you need. Like, you need to and dunking. You need extra water. Like, right. you need, <laughs> he doesn't throw past 10 yards. You hold your, your purse while you're on the roller coaster. Right. Like, that. like that's what kind of subtle is. Like he makes sure everybody good, and then he'll worry about himself when everybody else is good. So yeah. like, I, I appreciate him for that. But like, I, I do. Wish I had, like a more talented version of Saddle, right? That's it. That's yeah. all I'm and saying. Like, that's all I'm saying. Said, you know, hey, he could drop. Kobe get hot. I know Kobe's like, man, if I started, I would got hot this game and dropped thirty. Yeah, he gets thirty. Like, hey, I get less shots, but yeah. I can't get hot. I get less shots, so. Yeah, it's, so it's I, hard yeah. for me to put that on when I know you give me thirty. Like I, I, I know your deficiencies as a facility, and they're bad, <laughs> and I see them, and I'm okay with the fact that you're on the bench. But I'm just saying, for me personally, it's hard for me to put that on the bench, knowing you could be hot if Zach is having an off game, and when Lowry doesn't want to play basketball, uh, he, he can get hot, man. The teams have to concern themselves with him. Like I, I wonder, and and. I don't know the answer to this question, but I just wonder it how how easier Zach's game was because Kobe was out there because teams had to worry about Kobe White. They had to you couldn't cheat off of him, you know you couldn't cheat yeah. off of him and stick with Zach or nothing like that. I want I just wonder. I, I I would have to speak to basketball minds much smarter than me to to know this answer. Yeah. But I I wonder that though sometimes. We saw a game against I forget what game was it, but um it was whose first game. When, team, when, when everyone's getting open shots, just throwing the post to Vooch, and Vooch was just constantly, and the Bulls could have hit a shot, could have thrown the ball in the ocean, mm-hmm. but they're all open. Yeah. And, like, so you wonder, if he's just starting out with Vooch, you know, uh, he's getting better quality shots, and can you imagine you have to worry about Zach, Vooch, and Levine, you know? You ain't worry about Sada. You know, maybe worry about Sada penetrating, pump faking, going and making a pass. But yeah. but if you if you get hot with Vooch on the floor and Levine, so Kobe gets hot, then it's like you got two people and three people in the starting lineup. Potentially, you had the double team. You never have three people in the starting lineup. You had double team with the starting lineup you got now. Um, so yeah, that that could be dangerous starting if, if Kobe gets if Kobe starts and he gets hot. That's 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 a dangerous starting lineup for the Bulls. It's yeah. also like yeah. if you look at the starting lineup right now, and this goes back to my point that this team is incomplete, and what yes, we're seeing right now is not out of preference but out of like just necessity mm-hmm. that is starting at the four because he's a better fit next to Vooch than Lowry is mm-hmm. hat is still at the three and then again saddle making sure everybody fed like everybody got what they need so in a sense you have Thad can't shoot threes pat is kind of like work in progress there make one like maybe he may might make one like once a game like maybe i think he's making like 0.8 a game and then sato he'll make he can make some but teams are like well we can live with that like he'll make them at a high percent we can live so essentially you have three guys out there that if zach has the ball in his hands it's three guys that either you're not really worried about making the three or they can't make the three Mm. Mm. That's, that's why I like Laurie starting. That's I just want to see it more because he got better shots, and I understand 
I don't know. It's Mine like you say, it's not, it's not like it's not like you know, you, you have to work with what you with what you have. Yes, yeah, it's it's, like it's tough. Like you you there's so many skills on this team that it's like, man, I wish I could just like combine these players and then get exactly what I need from right. it's right. like, man, I wish I wish Thad had Lowry's three point shooting and then I wish Lowry had like Thad's just like passing ability or just right. awareness. And then it's right. just like, man, I wish Sometimes I wish Saddle just had Denzel Valentine's confidence. Like I wish everybody yeah. had I wish everybody had. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, just, just shoot, man. Make make people fear you, make people want to guard you. Yeah. And then it's just like with Pat, you it's like, yeah, he's a work in progress. So we get it. He's 19 years old. Right. He might make a three a game, whatever, whatever. So it's just right now, everything is just out of this is what we have to work with for now. Yeah. But it's just really flawed. Like there's really no perfect way to wrap what we have. Mm-hmm. Into still... one great thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, there's no perfect mm-hmm. way for it. So it's just unfortunate. I like how you say it. Cause it's, it's in essence, you're like the bulls have like a great set of screwdrivers, like high end, incredible, yeah. great screwdrivers that they can use to get this screw in. And it takes a long time when all you really need is a drill. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like it's you get a drill and it's over in three seconds. You know, <laughs> all right, thanks. Bye. But we got all these great screwdrivers that just gonna take you all the time to get there and get that screw in there and stuff like that. Like, yeah. All right, let me switch out of this one. All right, this one. Right. Like, all right. Right. They're all high end and autographed and shiny, you know, they're all great. But and then somebody next door is just like, well, I got this drill. Right. <laughs> All right. Hey man, I'm about to go to the store. Like, <laughs> like yeah. So yeah, we need we need a drill, man. Let's let's get a drill. Let's get a point guard drill. Uh and let me ask you one more question for you before you get out of here about this team and their uh playoff chances. Uh right now the Bulls, Tim Seed, uh up on guys like um the Raptors, the Magic, of course, Detroit and you know, Cleveland and teams like that. Hmm. With the Bulls and seeing how their schedule ends up. And seeing honestly what the Rockets did yesterday, I mean, what the Raptors did, knowing they're going to get healthy, do you still believe the Bulls will be in the play-in game by by the time the season ends? I'm starting to believe that only by only because it's like how many games up are they on Toronto right now? It's like I maybe, believe it's they were two for the longest, but after Toronto winning, I'm I'm going to assume it's one now. So, but okay. I'll, I'll double yeah. check right now. Yeah, they're both uh, Bulls 19 28. Raptors are 19 and 30. Yep. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's uh, so we have one game, one game. Mm -hmm. It's gonna be tough. They can make it, but in a sense, it's like because neither the Bulls or Toronto have been like really, really good. So it's almost like, in a sense, (laughs) you feel like the team that makes it is just the team that held on to the rope just a tiny bit, correct? So rather than the team that just grabbed more rope. <laughs> right. Yeah. right, you gotta think. Yeah, you gotta think. Toronto's gonna play way better because they're just a professional yeah. team. Actually, mm-hmm. Toronto and and the Wizards, like, I, they're still a concern to me because you still got Bill and Westbrook, bro. Like, that's still a problem. Yeah, it's, it's almost. It's almost like these teams. Like, if, by the way, I'm so pissed off. New York is better than the Bulls right now. I come on now. We, I can't have them like. I can't have yeah, the Bulls man. better than the Bulls. That's what Tibbs does. Man. That's what he do. That's what he do. But uh. You got, you got to think if Boston and Toronto, even the Wizards play their best game, especially Toronto, they're better than the Bulls. Yeah. If they if they peak, 
Toronto. three teams. Yeah. The Toronto, maybe, yeah, two superstars in the Wizards. I don't know, man. Like, come on, really? That should be better. But um, especially Toronto, even Boston. You know, they're, they're, at that peak, disappointing. they're better than the Bulls. Yeah. Boston, Boston don't have peak and still they have a better record than the Bulls right now. So the chances are looking very slim. Um, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna come down to like the last couple games. I mean, I, I think they can. It 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 just depends on how quickly these new pieces Joe. Mm. They definitely need Garrett Temple back for sure. Mm. Big. This. I mean, he's become a big part of a team defensive value. Defense. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Defense value can make a three point shot. And again, we're just going back to it. it depends on how these pieces Joe. You you change your team. Yeah. Your your team is changed, but still incomplete. So you're working out a necessity with things that you don't really want. So yeah. how quickly can all of that gel to make a playoff push? You're probably gonna need you. You probably need to beat a good team at least. The record against teams that are 500 or above is not very good, but the record against teams that are bad is really good. Mm-hmm. So it, something's got to give with the record against really good teams. So. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm. I'm right now. I think they. They are going to make it, mm. but it's like it's like a fifty-fifty thing. Yeah. No, I was gonna say this team should destroy. destroy. This, they should look way better against uh, teams that are five hundred below. Above yeah. five hundred. They should. They. That's. That's what they should obviously gain. That's, that's most good teams. You know, sort of uh, accrue their their wins, and this team needs that so bad. So they can't lose. You can see teams they're better than and throw it away and they're like, gonna oh, make it up because they clearly cannot get a big win. They need to yeah. destroy. We need that signature win. Yeah, they still don't have that signature. Yeah, win. yeah. they still got to get. That's that. crazy though. That's crazy. That's that should handle. This should happen just randomly. I know the season's yeah. over yet, but it, it should. It could have happened these past two games. Like honestly, yeah. it could have got those then, but they haven't gotten that signature win yet. Um, it's gonna come, and I'm I'm just a firm believer in a team with two all stars is is gonna go to the playoffs. Like. Or at least a playing game. Like that's just my belief. Like, well, you got Boston to our stars. Yeah, you and got, they'll be in there. I, I, and Boston's in in the playoffs right now. Yeah, okay. that's where they at. So I, I just, yeah, I, I'm a firm believer they'll get that together. It's too many bright basketball minds uh, on the Bulls <laughs> for them not to figure that out. Yeah. Uh, but their next games after the, they play the Nets, uh, they got the Pacers on the road. They got the Raptors on the road. And they got the Hawks on the road. <laughs> <laughs> And, and then they uh, play the Timberwolves on the road. <laughs> so it's, it's going to be a, a tough one, but those are winnable games, honestly. That Timberwolves game is winnable. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say that. I'm going to go out on the limb. Say that Timberwolves game is, is a winnable game for the Bulls. So the schedule is tough. They, they don't have any games where they have this month where they have two days off. Uh, everything's just pretty much one day off. And I think they have three back-to-back games um, this month. So it's a tough schedule, grueling schedule. Um, but definitely against some teams that they can definitely win and they can definitely beat. So kind of makes you think back to some of them games and like before the All Star break that yeah. they had a really good shot at winning and it just came down to like a play or two. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. A lot of those kids. A lot of those games. The, yeah, the yeah. Portland games, the first one that comes to your mind. Yeah, like, yes, <laughs> yes. like the Golden State, the Golden State game. Oh. Uh, Lee hit the game. Like, yeah, that's two wins right there. That's two wins right <laughs> there. Yeah, that you should win. That 
Again, that's stuff that happens to teams that are young and still learning how to win. Those are the losses that you take. So we'll, we'll, it'll be, it was going to be noticeable when we start seeing them win, win and win competently. You know, like that's going to be a big, big thing for me. And that's going to, that's when I know we're going to be ready because these losses now, I feel like we're losing competently now. And I'm like, okay, I got that down. That's fine. Yeah, great. (laughs) Now let's, let's get some of these W's going on. Let's see it, man. You know, maybe we'll beat the net. Maybe the Nets will sit out all their guys and, you know, like they did. Yeah. Like they did. Right. They did against Charlotte. And yeah. Oh my God. I do not want to see Kobe White guarding uh, uh, Kyrie Irving though. I'm terrified of that. And I mean, it's going to be saddle against Irving at this rate. Yeah, fine. Great. I, I put, put that. I, I'd rather take that, man, because Kobe, man, dude, that's that's going to be tough. That's going to be tough. That's going to be tough. But thank you all for checking us out. Thank you all for listening to our show. Thank you all for enjoying it. You can check us out at ballsports.com. We're everywhere you listen to podcasts. I promise you, if you have a podcast feed on the wheelchair that you're in, we're on that joint. I promise you that. And yeah, you can check us out anywhere. And we are also on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, man, Dave, you pretty much hit it on the head, man. Ballsports.com, B-I-W-L-Sports.com. Also, um, Twitter. Uh, check me out at Ballsports1 on Twitter. Check Dave, Dave out at Ballsports on Twitter. And uh, yeah, man, that's about it. Say it. No, you didn't say it. What you doing on YouTube, Doug? Oh, you, you miss it, YouTube, man. You got so what do you do? What do you have to uh, do? <laughs> oh, oh ha- go to YouTube. So if the hashtag B-A-W or hashtag ball will come up. All the videos should come up. Check out Big Dave. Um, even the Outcast crew on there, some of my videos. And Dave has now uh, premiered his first reaction video on yes. YouTube as well. Okay. So- <laughs> yes. And like and subscribe. <laughs> that, that's oh, yeah. what they don't want to say. Like no, and, and like subscribe. And subscribe. Hit, hit that bell on the video. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, Bro, we appreciate you. Uh, thank you for coming on. Please let the people know where they can check you out, check your great show out at, and get in so, touch with you. It's been a blast, man. Like I said, our best shows have been when y'all have been on this. So we appreciate y'all showing love back, man. Y'all know what it is. What's uh, up? You can find me, Edward Schuler Jr. Uh, Schuler spelled S-H-U-L-E-R. And follow Bulls Gold, man. And also follow Salim, man, at Jordan Dynasty. So shout out to him. Uh, we're recording. We're, we're airing every Tuesday, 9 Central on Nothing But Net Radio, which is on Dash Radio. Like uh, Dave, y'all can find us on really any platform. So uh, while you're getting your drill on and while you're, uh, <laughs> you're rotating your different screwdrivers, <laughs> you can find us <laughs> Yeah, you can use it for something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because you're gonna, you're gonna be taking a while rotating those screwdrivers, man. But yeah. uh, listen to <laughs> Bulls Go while you're doing that and check out. Uh, I, I want to do it, man. So because I'm I'm bad at doing it, but it's bow, right? Bow. Come on, Ed. Come on, Ed. Come on. <laughs> you got that deep voice, man. Bow. Come on, Ed. Bow. <laughs> I like how you put the ad on it though. That's like, wow. <laughs> I gave you a, I gave you the higher pitch one. I gave you the lower pitch one. Yes, yeah. Variety, I appreciate that, man. Like, man, thank you for coming on, Ed, man. Thanks uh, for talking uh, with us, man. If y'all are out there listening to this and y'all do voiceover work, give this brother some voiceover work. Straight yeah, up. By the way, I, I'm serious. It's a microphone you got, man. That's doing that. That microphone, you got a arm. 
and it's like cordless or something, and then it's like a big. Well, that's the shirt. That's, that's the that's the <laughs> legit joint. Yeah, it's a shirt. SM seven. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I might I be mean, having that. I might be having that on the way, but I ain't gonna say nothing though. Okay. <laughs> okay. Nah, 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 I'm gonna, gonna get one. Nah, I got what you got. I ain't gonna say nothing though, but yeah. Kill my microphone, man. Saying, I'm just saying. It's a classic right here, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's a classic. It's a classic, and I'm I'm trying to get my vocals to sound like Ed because you know Ed. I, I still in my head Ed is related to Anthony Hamilton because they both from North Carolina. So I'm I'm just gonna roll with that right now. I'm just yeah, gonna he, say he the street man. He, he outside of your apartment building right now. <laughs> yes sir, man. Yo, over half I got Ed Shula Jr. Man, that's my man Chris AKC Dub. I am Big Dave. Go Bulls. Y'all stay safe. Be blessed. Enjoy the versus battle of the Isley Brothers versus yes. Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yes. There are no losers, but there is one winner, and that will be the Isley Brothers. <laughs> you, all, <laughs> you all enjoy it. <laughs> we out. Much love to y'all, man. Peace. Yo, man, Earth, Wind, and Fire might show up tomorrow. Like, yo, bro, listen, they showing up. You know what I mean? They listen. They they got a good thirteen to fifteen joints. Okay, yeah, but the problem is them deep waters. That's the issue. When they, when you get to them deep waters, because they're going twenty, and the Ozzy Brothers can put out. I'd rather have a compilation they can just play joints from, and they're like, that's fifteen. Like the the fifties, and the fifties. Like they have, they got hits since the fifties. They said, Mr. Biggs, we not scared of you, man. That's we cool. Got we okay. got you right here. Like man. I tell people that you don't have to be scared to take an ass whooping. <laughs> 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 you be confident, all the confidence in the world.